now, Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm your host, Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing agents who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my co-host Melissa Wallace and I will provide you with my team's unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We value the experience of our agents at Boston Connect Real Estate so much that not only will you hear my perspective on real estate topics, occasionally you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of our experienced agents at Boston Connect Real Estate. Be a part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you like to listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with me at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on WATD this morning. I like to say that I am the warm-up team for uh, WATD and all the talk shows that follow after me. So I hope that I get the audience all pumped up for the rest of the shows. Of course, Michael McNamara and the crew, Alyssa McNamara, Justin McNamara, uh, will be on after us today. So make sure you stay tuned for them. And I have a special guest in-house with me. I'm solo in my studio and literally feel blind because my sidekick uh, who is here every Tuesday and Saturday Melissa Wallace unfortunately is not with me today I don't think she'll mind if I told her she rolled her ankle and fractured her foot Hmm. it's just one thing after another I gotta tell you but you know what lucky for me I get to have this guest uh, all to myself and I know she has no problems like doing this show because she does it solo she does it with Melissa um, she could take over for me and I would be happy to give my reins to her any day of the week so I have Jasmine Glasgow from Maritime Mortgage with me good morning Good morning. Thanks for having me on and for all the trust. And I think we left the studio in decent shape. You know, we didn't knock over anything. Um, well, I, <laughs> but it's always a good time. Yeah, I come back and I don't know where what where anything is anymore. So um, I know we were trying to get, um, I was trying to get Facebook up. I don't know if it's working or not. We were having a little feed. Okay, perfect. Great. So if you have any questions throughout the show, I mean, that's usually Melissa's gig that she's able to multitask. Um, Uh, But if you are listening to us on Facebook or watching us, good morning. Um, And Jasmine will be watching any questions and comments that we may have uh, through that. And, of course, we'd love to have our callers. We've been getting a lot of callers on Tuesdays and a couple on Saturdays trickling in. Last week was my favorite. I think the, the man's name was, like, Jim. And he was, like... All you could hear was, I was like, Jim, do you have your windows open? He's like, no, I'm in a convertible. I was like, all right, well, that counts as your windows down. 
<laughs> it was like, you have to give your windows and your roof down. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And of course, we have my favorite in studio today at WATD in Marshfield. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Sharon. I am so happy that you're back. I oh, heard I'm you're so a happy little under the weather yeah. last week. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Well, thank Hopefully. you. I would have brought you some chicken soup if I had known oh. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. No, I just stayed home in uh, Zycam and the Dayquil, NyQuil, and uh, I survived and made it back. I got to tell you, that NyQuil, does that stuff give you um, nightmares? I cannot <clears throat> take it. It gives me legit nightmares. No. No, although I've, I've been watching a show on Netflix, I'm surprised I don't have uh, nightmare, <laughs> nightmares from it. Uh, the Fall of the House of Usher. Oh, man, it is wild. Oh, no. It's a really, know, really good show, though. I know mm. Mary Mary Horton now, uh, otherwise known as Mary Baker, is now Mary Horton, so get used to that. Uh, she was home yesterday, and I was checking in on Melissa. I didn't want to text Melissa because I know she always answers, so I thought maybe she was sleeping. She looked just damn exhausted. Yeah. And um, so I texted Melissa, like, is Mel home? And she's like, yeah, we're watching a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I couldn't do it. I think she went and saw Exorcist. How do you say that? Exorcist. Exorcist. Oh, Exorcist. wow. Yeah. Oh, boy. Not me. That's not my jam. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> anyways, if anybody want, has any questions for us, you can get in touch with Tim. He will get you over to us. Yeah. 781-837-4900. Yeah. Give me a ring-a-ling. A ring-a-ling. And um, Jasmine, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our Saturday morning listeners? Because I think this is your first time on 8 a.m. This is. It, and I... I do love to rise early, so this is really nice, but I didn't realize how much coffee I would need before speaking. So anyways, I'm Jasmine Glasgow. Um, my mortgage company is Maritime Mortgage. Um, we're in South Shore, Massachusetts, but we cover Maine, Mass, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Florida. And that has been really interesting because there's so many different trends in the different states going on. And so today, I really wanted to save this for an hour-long show because as you know, Sharon said, I've been on the Tuesday show, but that's 45 minutes. And this topic that we're talking about today is it takes a lot, you know, new construction, building, renovations. So I'm excited to be here and discuss one of my favorite topics. That's awesome. And, you know, it's interesting because uh, the past two days I have been taking a, um, a designation. So that's one of the things that was my goals this year that I, I wanted to try to get three minimally two but three different designations and not for the little initials that come out after my name. It's just for that continued education because you know, I've been doing this for 21 years and I don't want, and I hate to say it, I, I don't want to become stale and old and I want to make sure that I am up to date with everything. And I think taking some of these designation courses through National Association of Realtors, like sort of keeps me, you know, keeps my mind fresh. You know what I mean? So, um, not thinking the same things, doing the same things over and over again. So yesterday the class I took, um, was it's called a PSA, which is a pricing strategy advisor. So a certified pricing strategy advisor through National Association of Realtors. And one of the exercises that we were doing was more like um, appraisal, you know what I mean? Like coming to a value by an appraisal. And, you know, if you have a finished basement, does that add anything else? Or if you do have an updated kitchen, what does that add? So going through those exercises. So when I looked at the agenda this morning at quarter past seven, when I got to the office, um, 
Yeah. Oh, Jasmine, I got to tell you this story. I'm just going to digress. By the way, Jasmine, we may never talk about real estate today or mortgages. Okay. <laughs> just so you know, that's how I roll. And I don't have any of my bosses here today to tell me to do it differently. Um, but one of my, one of my dear, dear clients, yeah, he was a client first. And um, I'll just tell the story real quick. He had called me, probably saw me like on Zillow or something. This was several, several years ago and um, called me, wanted to see a house. I went and I showed it to him and he's like well I want to put an offer in on it and I was like wow that seems really quick like you know are you thinking everything through like tell me a little bit more about what you're trying to accomplish blah 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 so went through this whole exercise with him and I was just like um you know I just don't think that this is the right house but of course if you want to put an offer in I, I can do that for you but like I think that we could do better for you and he just stared at me and looked and he said okay he goes, I'll, I'll, I'll touch base with you tomorrow. So I thought that I upset him like because I thought, you know, he just wanted to put the offer in, but I didn't think it was a good choice. I just didn't. And I will, I will voice that, right? Like you're not going to let somebody get into a loan package if you know it's going to be detrimental to them, right? Oh, absolutely not. Exactly, right? So it isn't always about that. So the next day I was in the office and um, whoever was working the front desk said, Sharon, there's Boston cop like at, at the door for you. Like, so he wants to see you. And I was like, oh, I wonder what I did. Then I'm trying to think like, did my, you know what I mean? Like, what is this all about? Did I do was something? Was it park somewhere? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, did I transport guns for uh, Whitey at one point in my life? And I didn't recall. No. <laughs> so Hard to go back to the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's what I was doing. I was going back to my Dorchester days and I did not transfer guns for Whitey, by the way. That was a joke. Um, so anyways, he came in and he was legit. Like he looked like, first of all, extremely handsome, but like he just looked like a, um, a superhero and he was a Boston SWAT police officer. And there he was staring at me. And I said, oh, so it looks like you forgot to tell me something yesterday, <laughs> you know? And he's like, you know what? I want you to be my agent. And this is the reason why. I was ready to buy that house yesterday and you told me you didn't think it was the right thing. So you're not in this just to have a sale. You really care about what's best for me. Okay, so that's my story. That's how I met him. It took us probably a year and a half to find him the right house. And he is in Pembroke now. He has two babies. He's adorable. Like, he's just, just, just so cute, right? His wife is wonderful. So this morning, I ran out to my car because I forgot something out in my car. And then I came in, and then my phone's ringing, and I see it's him. And I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, and you always worry when you don't hear from someone for a long time. Like, is everything okay? And he's like, so I just want to say, like, you have no more Dorchester in you. I go, what? He goes, you are just all South Shore now. I go, what are you talking about? He's like, I was over at Stop and Shop screaming, hey, I'm <laughs> trying to get your attention. He goes, you don't pay attention to anything around you. You're all South Shore now. You got to get a little more of that Dorchester in you, girl. <laughs> so anyways, and he said he liked my whip. And I said, oh, well, thanks, because all my blanks drive a Range Rover. <laughs> So oh I don't know. My goodness. <laughs> That's my story. But I feel like I am still all Dorchester. So, all right. I'm going to let you take the wheel. Oh, and the other, um, too, I want to tell you, too, with my um, designation, it was a really good class. I, I did learn some things. Um, I think I taught the instructor a couple things, too. <laughs> so, um, what a raised ranch is, because they're different everywhere. Uh, but the first class I took, the first designation I got was at home with diversity. And that was the most important one to me. Um, and I took that one in May. And um, so 
I have one more left to make my goal for the rest of the year. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll let you know what that always is. Always growing, always evolving. Yeah. It's an important part of this. And, and I bet you learned a lot, even, even though you've been doing this for so long. Mm. There's so many different parts of this industry that people don't really see, they don't realize. And even the difference between you pricing a home to sell mm-hmm. versus the appraiser, yes. you know, comparing that value and determining that that number you came up with is what other homes are sold for. They're completely different strategies. Yes. And you know what? We could do a whole show on that too, Jasmine. Maybe you can, we can get in touch with one of the appraisers and have a whole show on that. Uh, Because that was interesting to me to see that breakdown of how, you know, they're doing three different models and all this other stuff. So uh, yes, you always want to be learning. And too, with with the um, at home with diversity um, designation that I got, I think that this is, you know, the changes that we're starting to see in our industry, and we won't get into too much about that, but the NAR lawsuit and everything. One of my fears is, and I've been saying this since I've been hearing about it, and I talked to you about it when you were in the office one day, is just how this is going to affect people who um, are not able to buy, you know what I mean, to be able to pay their buyer's agent separately. And are we going to have some, you know, fair housing situations? And I don't want our world to go backwards. So um, I'm just really, really, really passionate about that aspect of it. So I'm I'm watching closely. As am I, because we don't need any more barriers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that's a problem right now. Housing is, and this is why I wanted to t- discuss, you know, the homes that exist, making them work for you, right? Mm-hmm. They've homes have never been as expensive um, relatively to interest rates right now. So you're like, interest rates were fifteen percent before, yeah, but mm-hmm. homes were thirty five dollars. So yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there's a difference there. Yeah, scale and a level. Um, and so right now, I'm seeing a lot of places. Um, a lot of places and people are staying tight. They're hunkering mm-hmm. down and instead of selling and buying something new, they're trying to figure out how to retrofit their homes for them. And it's and, it, and even for people who are buying, they're trying to figure out, okay, this is the house I'm, I'm buying, but I can't use it the way it stands. Mm-hmm. So we are getting more and more um, questions about renovation loans, adding on additions and ADUs. So I figured I'd start build up from the renovation side of things and work my way up if we could, if that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds um, great. And I think the ADU, um, and why don't you tell everybody what an ADU is for those who don't know? Yeah, so an ADU is an additional dwelling unit um, or accessory dwelling unit. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on what California has its own three other names for it. But essentially, um, it's an in-law, right? And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be attached. Um, you can have a basement unit. You can have a space over a garage. You can have a little she shed that's now a, you know, living unit instead. I wanted mm-hmm. to come up with something clever for that, but I did not think quick enough. So well, she <laughs> shed is good. I think down. that people know that, but you know, we call ours the Millie Barn. That's where Mark keeps his thirty-six Ford truck. <laughs> so <laughs> I yeah. love that. Um, so you know, people are just trying to retrofit and make homes work for them. Mm-hmm. We've never seen as much multi-generational living as we're seeing today. Yeah, and even you know, and, and honestly, it's going back to the way it used to be, uh, circa ninety-three years ago, um, where the average home had two to three families in it. And now, you know, multi-families aren't as readily available. Um, a lot of people are house hacking, so they're buying a multifamily, living in a unit, and using the other units to qualify um, and to help pay 
you know, their rent. Mm -hmm. And so because of that influx and that trend, we really started seeing, you know, after 2014, those those properties aren't super available. So how are you going to expand your house to make it work for you? And some of it is the minimal stuff of renovation. It's, you know, the painting, new kitchens, new bathrooms, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and a couple of things to know, people are financing these different ways. A lot of people are taking out home equity loans for mm -hmm. this or home equity lines of credit. Mm -hmm. The difference between the two is a loan is a single single loan that district disperse at closing. So you get the money the way you did the mortgage. You have that money, you pay it back on a set schedule. The home equity line of credit is something you can use up or down typically for 10 years. And it then is repaid on typically a 20 year term. But if you have a $100,000 line, if you draw $50,000 of it, pay it off. You can draw another you know, 75,000, pay it off. And it runs like a living balance. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are, are doing that. Um, and these are great products when your house already has equity. Because your if your loan balance is two hundred thousand, your house as it sits is five hundred thousand. You might be able to tap into another two hundred thousand dollars in equity, um, mm -hmm. maybe more depending on on the mm -hmm. bank you're using to get that loan. So that's great. Um, however, when you're taking a home that you've maybe can just I ask purchased. you a question? I'm going to yeah. stop because I know that you could go on or not. But if you go onto your Clubhouse app, I invited you there. If you go into your um, into your text, right? So I invited a couple people and I see that, um, I'm gonna invite you up as a speaker here. Um, I see Michelle is in here too and Courtney and one Michelle. of the, hi, what? can you hear me, Michelle? Uh, looks like we can't hear Michelle, sorry. So we don't have that aspect of it working, sorry, okay. I was just curious if we would be able to hear Michelle talking because I know that she does a lot of like, um, she does a lot of staging for people and I was wondering if something like this, you know, how does that work if people want to do that renovation and they want to, um, which, you know, she does a lot of painting and things like that, but you really can't get a home equity line or a loan when you're in the process of selling your house, right? Right. You you have um, an occupancy clause the same way you have an occupancy clause on a conventional mortgage. You have it on a home equity line and um, a home equity loan. So at closing, you're saying, I'm going to occupy this home for as my primary residence or my second home or investment, depending on how you're doing it, um, for X amount of time. You're also oftentimes on these loans going to have prepayment penalties. Um, it's not always crazy. Um, I have a home equity on one of my properties. It's a $50 prepayment penalty. So mm -hmm. I'm not like, I'm not oh, 50 bucks. worried about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm I'll give it to you. Yeah. Closet, right? <laughs> I'm going to just do that. Um, yeah. So while it's, it, it's not something you should do um, while you're in the process of selling, if you're preparing to sell and you're going to be doing that in say a year and you need the money to, to make your money, that's a perfect use of a home equity line. Um, you just, you know, you don't want to be doing that in the next two, three months and you just want to be reading the fine print. Really key. And so that's, that's the renovation side and when you have equity. It's pretty simple. You tap into the value of your home as it exists and you use it to improve your, your house. The other side of these renovations is when your house 
is maxed at its equity. Say you just bought a home for 3% down. And this is what we're seeing a lot of right now. The house is distressed, but it works for you right now. Um, and you know you can do more with it. Now, say you buy this house for 500000 and it's in a neighborhood where all the other homes are $750,000. Um, I'm sorry, I'm on the Clubhouse app. I didn't unmute. Sorry about that, guys. So say you're in the house that you just bought for 500,000, you put 3% down, so you have you know a mortgage in the high 400 range. You don't have much equity. You're sitting with $15,000 in equity. You can't re-borrow that. You don't have enough, enough room. But if the neighborhood lends to 750,000, $800,000 homes, and this is the distressed property in the neighborhood, you can take out a renovation loan based on the as-complete value. So if you're going to be doing major repairs, you're going to be you know, fixing the kitchen, you're going to be adding bathrooms and making significant improvements, and that house is going to be worth 800,000, you can then borrow, and depending on the loan program you go with, some up to 95% of that new value for the renovation repairs. Now you can't take the cash out at that same time, so it's going to be capped at the amount you're paying off, say that that you know four eighty five number plus the hundred thousand dollars in renovation costs. If you're going to be you know doing this renovation loan, your total number for that loan is going to be around that five eighty five number plus any closing costs and fees. And so this is a great way to add value and add equity without having to use a bunch of cash. Um, you're then using proposed or future equity in the property. And so that becomes a, a key part of just improving the home. But there's more to it when we're talking But wait, about, there's more. <laughs> there's always more. And so when we're talking about um, the, the changes to ADUs, one thing that happened just five days ago, um, additional dwelling units. So FHA is now allowing you to use the proposed rent or the future rent of an additional dwelling unit for the first time ever. Now, it can't exceed um, 30% of the total income for qualifying, mm -hmm. um, but this is something new. So for the FHA 203K loan, which mm -hmm. is a renovation product, they're now allowing the the construction of an ADU with the um, with the allowable rent as well. So if you wanted to do that, but the numbers couldn't quite work until you've got that rental number, mm -hmm. um, there are programs where you can use a past history of rent, but if it didn't exist, you're not gonna have it. Now, if the appraiser says this is going to be worth uh, $1,500 a month, they can use a certain percent of that. And then as long as you've got substantial income for the rest, we can use the total number. And now it's all new. Mm -hmm. It's like I said, just rolled out five days ago. But that's exciting though. I mean, that's really good. I mean, because I know, like I sit on the affordable housing committee for the town of Pembroke and this is one of the things that we keep on bringing up. And we talk about all the time on the radio show, we talk about it on Clubhouse all the time is that affordability factor that we're sort of missing. And you know, that is a really good way for people to be able to get that extra income and, and 
especially like I'll, I'll just use this for an example the town of Hanson um, actually Kristen Hallett who's one of our full-time agents here at Boston Connect Real Estate and she is a regular co-host with Melissa here on Tuesday nights she has a listing that just came is coming on the market and it's a single family home and then there's like this um, large detached barn that has electric and all these uh, you know it has everything in it it's fully equipped and could be could be renovated into an apartment and Hanson recently just this year actually I had uh, the planning board member on the radio show they just made a bylaw that you can have a detached ADU on your property that's huge because most of the bylaws and most of the zoning requirements on the south shore basically say you know they have all these requirements it has to be you know no larger than 900 square feet of space it it can only be one bedroom and it has to be attached to the primary house so this is exciting that people will be able to do that so long as they have the requirements. And let me start with there. I mean, Jasmine's given you some really good ideas. If you are working with a real estate agent that is not one of ours here at Boston Connect Real Estate, um, make sure that you have the conversation. Don't go and say, I'm gonna buy this house. I'm gonna put a barn in the backyard. I'm going to make it an ADU. Your town, the town may not allow it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. and that's a huge thing. That's, that is one of my frequently asked questions is, is where do I start? You have to start with the zoning and the building department of mm-hmm. your area. Now, your town, your city, they're all going to have rules and regulations. Stoughton is extremely tight on that. that. That additional dwelling unit can only be 800 square feet and has to be rented out to a family member. You have to change and record something in the deed that says it's going to be rented only to that family member. And when, um, then when you sell or that person moves out, you forfeit that space as an additional dwelling unit. The kitchen has to be removable. And these, these are great rules for what they're trying to accomplish, but it comes down to, we need to change it. And so we need more, more housing, we need more affordable housing. And I think that, you know, Fannie Mae making their changes with the multifamilies. Um, I think that FHA making their changes with the additional dwelling units. I feel like all of these programs and guidelines from the higher side, recognizing the problem and they all their cover letters start with, we recognize the need for affordable housing and so we're trying to open doors, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's, it's a little late. You know, mm-hmm. they need to they need to be pushing this forward because if the financing is going to allow towns aren't, it's always a chicken egg thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it, you have to start with town. You need to know um, what your property can can conform to, mm-hmm. what can happen on your property. I've gotten a lot of calls about dividing land so oh, yeah. um, and uh, oftentimes, you know, my 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 uncle has this lot of land. It's giant, he wants mm-hmm. to give me a part of the land, how do I go about that? Well, you have to start with zoning. You have to go to the building department and you need to make sure that your current lot and the new two lots will conform mm-hmm. to what they allow. And now all these rules and regulations, I always say, speak to a contractor. They, yeah. they might be able to get right past the red tape, but do not end there. A contractor is great. They're going to be able to give you a lot of information. They're, they're, they might have experienced it before, but still do your own due diligence. Speak to a contractor, get to the building department, and figure out what's possible for that specific lot of land, not just in the town. Mm-hmm. It's even 
even the town is broken up into separate sections. Yep. The next thing you need to do is actually know what you want. To Can build. I go back to that thought real quick? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So let me go back to that thought is um, I actually had one of my agents yesterday. So Michelle Fay, who's another full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. She, and it's so funny where you meet people. So she was at an attorney's office doing something. It was work related and she bumped into someone she knew and he has like almost five acres of land. And he said, oh, I want to, you know, I want to sell off some of my land. So she came to me and she's like, well, what is that process look like? So it's interesting. I swear to God, you're almost like Google, like you're listening to everything we're saying in Boston Connect. Do you have us bugged? Because (laughs) all your topics seem to be revolving around something that happened here yesterday. Um, But I told her that I, I, well, first of all, I looked up the person. I could see how much acreage acreage she had because my first question was, is it already subdivided? And if it isn't subdivided, then that's something else, right? So my suggestion was, is to get in touch with an engineer in the area. So usually if you get in touch with an engineer, they have surveyors right on staff and they know the ins and outs of every single town that's surrounding. So pick somebody that's local, not somebody who's a brother's cousin, uncle, whatever, that can give you a good de- deal on it. Get somebody Say who's that local. again for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have a guy. We all have a guy. But maybe you should use my guy. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> you should use my guy. But if you use a local engineer, and if you don't know a local engineer, maybe don't just Google it because the person who has the most amount of money to get the most amount of ads isn't generally, you know, obviously going to be the the perfect one. Ask your zoning board. I used to sit on a zoning board in Pembroke. Um, Ask somebody in the planning board. They can't specifically give you one person because that would be swaying you one way or another, but they'll give you a list of people that they are familiar with seeing or Better yet, if you want to do the own, your own investigation, I say go on to your town, um, your town website, go under the Zoning Board of Appeals or the Planning Board and pull up some of the agendas and you'll see in there you know, people who are doing different things, like, you know, if they're doing subdivisions and things like that, it's generally the engineer that's coming before the town. And that's why I would say go to that person because they'll, they'll do it all. And they'll know what the requirements are. So, yeah, I'll know the requirements of Pembroke only because I was on the zoning board. So you need 150 foot of frontage. You need 25 from each side, 50 from the back. And you need one acre lot. But you know what? I haven't been on the zoning board in several years. It could have changed, and I don't know. So definitely get in touch with your engineers. I want to, we're just at 834 right now, Jasmine. So what I want to do is, um, before you get onto your next train of thought, um, and honestly, you and I could geek out on this stuff. That's a Jasmine quote, by the way, geek out (laughs) on numbers and all this stuff. Um, But what I want to do, Tim, is we'll take a quick break. For our listeners, if you have any questions for Jasmine, uh, again, it's Jasmine Glasgow from Maritime Mortgage. She is the best of the best. And you know how I know this? Because I used her myself. So, and uh, that's who we refer our clients to. So, um, you can get us at the studio, 781-837-4900. Or, of course, you can go on to Boston Connect uh, Real Estate on Facebook. And you can see us streaming live from my studio and Jasmine's. I don't know where Jasmine is. We could do one of those where in the world is Jasmine right now. But... She's with us. So I wish I was something interesting. I'm in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll be right back. Let's face it. 
We all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs. With ever-changing living dynamics, addressing your future is all about right-sizing. You know, finding the right-size home for you right now. Are you ready to pay your own mortgage rather than somebody else's? Are you looking forward to living under your own roof? Do you often dream about buying your first home, but you're not sure where to begin? Let us help you find the right size for you right now. I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Let's face it, we all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs. With ever-changing living dynamics, addressing your future is all about right-sizing. You know, finding the right-size home for you right now. Is your current living space too small? Are you looking for more room to grow? Do you find yourself making continuous home improvements to fit your current lifestyle needs? Let us help you find the right size for you right now. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara. You are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. I am here this Saturday morning. It is a gloomy Saturday. Oh, that, that is that always freaks me out because I'm like Tim's gonna kill me because I didn't shut my phone off. <laughs> no, no, you you're fine. You all, you know, you you know radio protocol. You know how to turn the phone off. It's okay. literally yeah. my phone ring. So every time you do it, I'll get used to it. So Jasmine, what that means oh, is we have a caller. So yes. who do we have, Tim? We have the lovely Jean in Pembroke with a question for you. Hello, Jean. How are you? How are you, Sharon? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. What can we help you with today? Um, I have a question regarding the ADU, specifically in Pembroke. Uh, I recently purchased a home in Pembroke that has a detached garage, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking of possibly making it into uh, like an in-law apartment. Uh, It has electricity, it has, it's connected to the septic system, and um, I wanted to find out uh, specifically in Pembroke, is it allowed to be detached or does it have to be attached? So let me preface with, I am no longer on the zoning board and I have no relationship to any of those departments right now that could make a final decision for you. I am on several committees. The one committee I'm on is the master plan committee. And I'm so glad that you're asking me this question because I'm going to bring this up to them. Right now, or as it stood before, and I think it still is the same, so you would have to verify this, and I can do some research for you, Jean, if you leave your phone number uh, when we hang up with Tim, and I can call you back this week. You cannot have a detached... You cannot have a detached ADU um, on your property in Pembroke. The other interesting thing that you said was it's attached to the septic system. With ADUs, there are definitely a lot of requirements that go along with that process as well. So for the most part, and again, I am not in the Board of Health. Um, We have Lisa Cullity, who is our agent uh, on the show with us several times a year as well. 
generally speaking, if you're going to do what we call sort of an in-law apartment in Pembroke, it has to be attached to the home. And I believe it was like, I want to say eight to 900 square feet. It couldn't be any larger than that. But 800. I just financed one. What is it? How much? It's eight, 800. 800. Minimum 800, maximum one bedroom, two parking spaces. Perfect. From okay. What I remember. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So Jasmine is our girl. She knows everything. Um, so it can't be over 800 square feet of space. It has to be attached to the property. But in most instances, you do have to have a separate tank for your septic system. So that's where people are running into problems. Because you would okay. probably have to there do. Is, there is a sink already in there. <laughs> yep. They won't. I know. And and again, for what you're using it for and what your purposes are there, it probably doesn't, you know, that's probably fine. It's just to make it a whole apartment. And the reason why the towns are very strict about this is because what they don't want are people making these ADUs and then renting them out. And then because if you think about that, it's going to be taxing to the school system, to, you know, fire, police, resources in town. So that's why they sort of want controls around around it um is your attack is your detached garage close to your house or is it far away no it's close i mean we could actually build like a breezeway in between the house and the garage yep and that generally will count so long as when you open one door from your in-law or your adu it goes directly into the house okay yeah that's generally the way that it goes um, my other question, well, in regards to the septic, I know that the septic um, is designed for five bedrooms currently, but uh, we only have two bedrooms. Yeah, so, so that's think, yeah, so I'm that's good that, that you. Yeah, the septic would be able to handle that. And it, it probably could, and that's the reason why we have the processes that we have, right? So if you were able to convince the Board of Health that, that you know, the capacity that you have would be more than, you know, sufficient to carry it, they may make, you know, they may make a, what is the word I'm looking for, a Jasmine? An exception. An exception, yep. So they may make uh-huh. an exception for you, but that's like the whole process of trying to figure that out. And what, okay. what did you want to make the in-law for? Was it for you or for a family member or to rent out? Um, a family member. And actually, uh, I'm thinking that, my, well, it's for my, I'm thinking for my son, um, his wife, and the, and the new baby. Uh, and I'm thinking actually maybe they might want to take over my house and then um, my significant other and I could um, build the in-law apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's very popular. We don't need that much space. Go ahead, Jasmine. This this exact situation is is the number one request we're getting, is we're going to um, build this or renovate this or create this additional space, and we're going to move into it, and we're going to give the main house to our our family. It It is the number one thing we're seeing. I think I've had maybe 10 requests so far this month for the mm-hmm. same exact 
thing. And now a couple things to keep in mind, this additional dwelling unit. Now, if you're just trying to expand your living area, right? That's a different type of permit. What you're doing here is creating a second kitchen and that really is a distinction. And so part of the part of the process that you're gonna go through is the permitting process. And if they say right away, it doesn't, you know, what you plan to do does not meet the bylaws you then go to a zoning board of appeals. But part of your permitting process is not only does the building inspector look at this, they're going to send it to engineering. They're mm -hmm. going to send it to the board of health. You're going to have multiple people who are gonna look at these different roles and determine. And if you don't meet certain things, you can, you can appeal it and they can look at your okay. certain situation and then determine maybe it does or doesn't work. But if it doesn't work in one way with that separate kitchen, perhaps, if you, you can, you know, enhance your, your kitchen in the main house, connect the garage space and have additional living without a separate kitchen, a second, a second separate kitchen and kind of have a shared um, communal space. Um, that, that has been a fallback I've seen happen in many towns where they try to do this additional dwelling unit and can't. So just something, you know, if you get far down the road and then it doesn't work, don't get discouraged. There are other ways. If it's your kid, you know, if you're living with your kid and their kids and you're, you're not, you're happy with that. Um, there, there are other ways you can pivot too. So if you hear no, remember there are other people who can change that to a yes. And then there are other questions you can ask to get to that yes. Oh, okay. Terrific. That yeah. sounds great. I know that, um, uh, I, ha I have a house currently in Quincy uh, that I'm renting out, and that's a quarter acre lot. And now the new house in Pembroke is an acre, and it's just, it's a lot of land <laughs> for, for one, you know, couple that's, you know, not going to have a family. And, um, <laughs> um, no, it's just it's a lot for us to take care of at this point. It would be helpful if my son was living with us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and that's the whole point of the show today that we're talking about is is multi generational living. It's becoming more and more necessary. Um, and I think you're kind of right on the right track. So um, Sharon said, she, she, you know, leave your number with him. Don't just hang up, please. Yeah. Um, and we can get you some additional information. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Terrific. Yeah, because Jean, I mean, you bring up so many great rate things. So one of the things that we're seeing, especially with the low inventory and what I call a reckless market and people just overbidding, overbidding. I mean, I have a new listing right now in Halifax. It's on for 360. It's a two bedroom apartment. And I, I think I've had over 25 showings in two days. And it's just, you know, I see people who are trying to right size, meaning finding the right size for them right now, whether that's up or down or in between, whatever that right size is. And there's just so many people in the same thing. So I think that that's probably, we actually talked about this last year too, that we would see more of the multi-generational living. And I think I will say for sure, you know, being part of the master plan in Pembroke, and since we're talking about the town you live in, and I do too, we are really trying to come up with ideas that make it a little bit easier for people for their living situations. And I was actually talking to um, Mohammed, actually, Jasmine from Stonebridge Homes. We had a big quarterly meeting and, you know, I brought up the fact of, you know, people keep on saying, why don't the builders build smaller homes and, you know, more affordable? And they just can't because of the restrictions that towns put on them. So land is very expensive. The process of putting in roads is very expensive. So if we can dwindle down to the town levels, the governments there... And, and tell them, like, these are things that we need, then we'll be able to make some changes. But 
I don't see what the big deal is about having a detached versus an attached when it comes to, you know, having a family member live with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and it would just be so convenient as far as like me trying to help out with the uh, the babysitting situation. <laughs> and and that's where the multi generational living comes in. So I don't know, Jasmine, have you watched Blue Zone yet on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you watch that series, uh, Jean, I don't know if you have Netflix, but if you watch it, it was really interesting. I um, watched the whole thing last weekend. And in Europe, this is why they're living longer, healthier lives and is because, you know, like let's just say my generation, right, 55 years old, my father is 86 and my mother is 81, that they're sort of living with us within the same, you know, in my quarters. So I'm taking care of them. They're helping with the dinners and they're helping that, but it's keeping them vibrant in their mind healthy but then they're also helping if I had smaller children you know they're able to help and babysit and do things like that so that multi-generational living is it's a real thing and I think it's I think it's really you know what and that's what the world needs right now we just need simplicity the world needs love just love (laughs) sweet love (laughs) yeah sweet love sweet love so Jean did you have any other questions for us um, no, I think that's it for today. You've been very helpful. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And stay stay on. Give your number to uh, Tim, and then I'll be able to reach out to you this week. I'll do a little investigating for you, okay? Or at least give you the right people oh. to contact. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You have a wonderful weekend. You too. Thanks for listening, Jean. Thank you. Bye, Jean. So Bye. that's exactly it. Um, you know this is this is exactly why this topic is so important and a lot Mm -hmm. of people and I'm really glad you brought up you know why are people not not building smaller homes it's one thing we talk about all the time I just had a client in New Hampshire after about two years of fighting finally get um, a small a tiny home community approved Mm -hmm. and it was two Years and if this wasn't such a mission critical thing for her and her company, mm-hmm. she would have disabandoned it a long, yeah. long time ago. Mm-hmm. But they, the town, did not want homes under twenty five hundred square feet. They didn't want them, but they need them because the people who are looking for homes right now, who are struggling to really find them, it's typically not the people who already home own real estate and are selling and are doing an equity swap. Mm-hmm. It's the people who don't own anything are trying to enter the market. Starter homes, you know, smaller families. It's not the 3,000 square feet. And a mm-hmm. lot of people have skipped this equity build option, this I'm going to buy something and I'm going to make it my own and I'm going to add value to I'm buying my dream home for my first home. I, I did the numbers um, a few months ago. And in 2020 and 2021, we had more, I think it was like 60-40 on the purchase side. Um, 60% of first-time home buyers bought a home that would qualify as a forever home. Mm-hmm. They mentioned forever home in it, and they bought well over the square footage that they needed, like had a minimum of three additional bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how how that impacts the market yeah. if it's just our family more people going i am going to buy this now because i will never be able to afford to move mm-hmm. and so many people are thinking that way but what if we change 
the mindset and yeah. say, okay, we need to change the rules. And this is why community involvement is so important. Um, you know, Gene and other people like Gene, show up at your town's meetings. Mm-hmm. Tell them what's important to you. Because if we can change the script on this and okay, yes, real estate as it stands now does not fit the needs. But what about what we can build and make and change? You know, this, what I call snob zoning, and I'll sit by it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we have three enough. acres to build. <laughs> I did it again. I mean, I, I keep on scaring myself, but it looks like we have another <laughs> caller. <laughs> oh, yes, we have a, one of your favorite people. We have Dick in Plymouth on the line. Hello, Dick from Plymouth. How are you today? Just ducky. <laughs> Just ducky. Perfect weather, perfect weather for a duck. This is Dick and Jay now. Now, you guys are going to come for an inspection, and I haven't seen anybody yet. I know, and we, I know. we have painted the house and washed the house and put a new door to walk through and a new window in the commode room. Uh, oh, so we are, we are expecting company before Thanksgiving. Okay, I right. I promise. You know what? And we are going to put you on our list of people that we bring a pie to this year, too. Do you like apple or do you like pumpkin? Either one. We're, we're, we're easy. And we, <laughs> you know do what? Not need much, we do not need much warning. We are retired. So if you call up at 1 o'clock, you think you're going to be there at 2, we can be there. We, we're, we're flexible. Uh, you know what? That helps. I'm glad that you said that because in the world of real estate, we never know when things are going to happen. You know, people call to see a house or we have yeah. home inspections and we have all that stuff. So um, I definitely, Dick, when, before we hang up, I know that Melissa has your phone number. Just make sure you give him your phone number again so I have it on my phone as well. And Jasmine, I just to introduce you to Dick, Dick lives in Plymouth and he is in the home that he and his wife uh, purchased. What year did you purchase? 59 years ago. Oh my God! Fifty nine years ago, and how much did you pay for your home? Twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand oh. dollars. Now, just give a, just a quick synopsis because we only have a few minutes here, Dick. Give her a quick synopsis and to our listeners, what is your home like? What is the style of your home and how much square footage and all that? You're gonna you're wait until it, you hear this. It's a, it's a ranch house. I think it's about two thousand square feet. There was a ranch with an attached garage. The garage is now a room. The uh, breezeway is part of the uh, kitchen. It's got a walk-out cellar. It's got about an acre and a half. We got two hundred and fifty foot frontage on a lake. <laughs> so sure I mean, th- but in, but fifty nine years ago, I'm sure twenty thousand dollars was everything. You know, and we, yeah, we raised uh, she, my wife raised six kids. I raised five. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. We're going to go visit him. He makes his own limoncello, by the way. So uh, we're going to go visit the other day. Oh, just good. Made a fresh batch. All right. Well, that that's going to entice me for sure. And now that I know that we can just call you on a whim, that's definitely going to happen. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But Jasmine, I mean, part of the conversation and, and why this is such a good, I'm glad that Dick called again too, is you can see like he had that ranch level. So he aged in place. And this is, I think, what you're trying to tell people is, you know, with the loan products that you have and, you know, doing some things to their house, they can age in place, right? Oh, absolutely. Correct. And if you're newer and you want to bring someone in so that they can age in place and have that multi-generational living, you know, Dick doesn't need to sell his house for you to get that type of home. You know, you just need to make it. You need to you need to look at other avenues because we can't hold our breath and wait for things to change. I can't tell you how many people were shopping with me in 2018 and 2019 who have just closed this year. I think we've had 
seven or eight couples who were working with us from 18 or 19 closed this year and they waited through 18 they waited through 19 they waited through the whole pandemic mm-hmm. and they go i thought it was going to get cheaper i thought it was going to get better well guys rent is a hundred percent interest mm-hmm. focus on what you can afford and get right now and remember that the house you buy isn't the house you're stuck to. Mm-hmm. There are things you can do to the, to the house and there are ways you can increase your equity without having cash on hand. Um, and you just need to understand what the rules are in your town and you have to have a clear, if I can leave you with anything, have a clear plan before you pay anybody to put your plan on paper mm-hmm. because that is the biggest thing we see cause delays and cause um, huge budget busts, if we will. Mm-hmm. If you have one plan and you have an idea and then you change absolutely everything um, as you're building, it's going to cost you double or triple if from what if you planned it from the beginning. So have an idea of what you want and remember that the house you, you start off with isn't the house you're stuck with. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I have the products and stuff and all that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and I can help you with all that. But Dick, make sure you leave your number. I don't know if he's still there, but leave your number with Tim because we're going to yep. be wrapping up here. So we will be in touch yeah, pretty totally, soon. Yeah. All right. And uh, hey, Dick, we have a couple of events coming on in our uh, neck of the woods too. So if you guys want to take a little ride next weekend, I'm just going to announce we are having our second annual Happy Halloween Dog Costume Parade and Contest. So uh, we will have the chief of police, the chief of the fire department, and my mom will be the um, the judges <laughs> uh, for the dog trot uh, costume parade. Lots of great prizes. We're also going to have a $500 gift card to Chewy. And uh, the only thing that you have to do for that is you don't even need a the dog. The peanut butter box is here. <laughs> yep, the box is here. Yeah. Um, all you have to do is give a, um, a Google review to uh, Boston Connect Real Estate and our agents and you will be put into that raffle for the $500 gift card. So that is next Saturday here, the 28th at Boston Connect. We're 19 Mattachusett Street, right in Pembroke Center across from Stop and Shop. Uh, We are here from 12 to 2 next week. Uh, So if you want to come on by with your dog, without a dog, uh, come watch all the dogs all dressed up. Um, My dogs are going to be little piggies and... um, yeah, so we'll have lots of contests. I know last year, Jasmine, right. you had a you had some candy and some stuff. I don't know. Are you doing that again this year? Or maybe I'm yeah, putting you yeah. on the spot. Yeah. Now so what's we, the time again? Twelve to two. Twelve to two next Saturday. Be here. Be square. Oh, I'm not square. I'm pretty round. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm love it. To meeting you next week. Dick. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Jasmine, we only have a few minutes here too, and I do have to uh, mention some open houses. But I want to make sure that uh, you get to get the chance. But one thing I want to say, and what you were just saying, Jasmine, is, you know, I blame HGTV for the 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 problem that we have that younger, I'm going to say younger millennials, maybe, you know, that demographic, feeling as if they have to walk into the the house and it already has everything that you would expect to see on HGTV. It is not like that. So the best homes to buy, by the way, are the homes like Dick and Jane. And, you know, the house that I have right now, it is, they are the original owners from 1964. And if it wasn't broken, they didn't fix it. But if it was broken, they did. And those are my favorite homes to, to sell because, and for my buyers, you know mechanically it's all taken care of but they didn't care if the tile was out of style anymore it still worked 
Can I tell you, those are my favorite to finance a renovation pro, um, programs on yep. because these homes that someone has changed over and over again, had a renovation in the 80s, the 90s, the yep. 2010s, you're absorbing other people's problems. When something was built and built right, like yep. it was in the 40s, the 50s, and 60s where they were using this crazy thing called real lumber yep. to <laughs> absorb a high quality build that you just can't get today yep. and you're able to modify it. And I think you're, you're so spot on with the HGT. Take off the everything's going to be easy bucket. If you have 10% to put down, put down 3%, use that 7% to grow your equity. Make it your own. I I completely agree. I know. I have to get you, you have to give your information real quick because I already hear our uh, music that's heading us out. Give your info so people can get in touch. You can reach me at team at maritimeloan.com or my cell is 774-240-4667 and you can Google Maritime Mortgage Board. Perfect. And everybody, we have lots of open houses this weekend. 71 Trandola Drive, 876 Washington Street, Southeastern, 27 uh, Uland Ave, Plainville, Cushing Trails, that's me, and Hanson, Cochise Estates in West Bridgewater. Uh, so you can find them all on our website, bostonconnect.com, 826-8000-781-826-8000. Have a great weekend, everybody. Jasmine, thank you. Thanks, Tim. With you, so let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, WATD FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton.